Blog Talk Radio.
<laughs> How great is that? That was our guest, Wendy Moten. We're all on Twitter here. Uh, Greg, I know you are, too. Love that bridge. Uh, welcome in, friends, to the Jazz Mill. I am your host, Scott Henderson. And for the next 60 minutes or so, we're going to do our level best to entertain you with some of the best artists on the planet, as always. We invite your calls at 515-602-9600. That's 515-602-9600, or you can use our chat room if you would please. Hey, here's a fun fact, folks. Did you know that researchers at Oxford University recently found a correlation between high IQ and those that dig jazz, and that the more people listen to jazz, the smarter they became, which is outstanding news to me. On top of that, the overwhelming majority of jazz lovers floss daily. Uh, They recycle, and uh, most of them even have their own Netflix subscription. Well, let's punch up our Jazz Mill co-host here and segment producer Greg Rockingham, who has been keeping the beat since he was five years old. He is an alumnus of the prestigious Interlochen Arts Academy and Northeastern University. Greg has worked with Nancy Wilson, Freddie Cole, uh, Kenny Burrell, Glenn Miller, Steely Dan, and many more. Presently, he plays with the Soul Message Band, and they are the hottest D3 combo east of the Mississippi, in my humble opinion. Could be heard weekly here at Chicago's historic Green Mill and elsewhere in the Midwest. Uh, welcome in, G-Rock. How are you, pal? Happy New Year. Uh, happy New Year to you. I'm doing well. And hello to so Wendy. We got through also, it all. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, Wendy's Wendy is looming. She's uh, she's she's just about ready to come in here, and we're uh, yeah we're, we're 2023 going to be our year, Greg. We're uh, uh, optimistic as we look ahead. Hopefully, uh, seeing uh, you know uh, 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 some lessening in the pandemic issue and all of the other things that have kind of uh, had. Uh, uh, shackles on us uh, for the last couple of years, but I sense that people are raring to go and attend live uh, concerts and really kind of get back into some uh, normalcy if it can be done uh, safely. Uh, I, I, I was just going to tell you a quick story, Greg. I took Mrs. Henderson to uh, Denny's for, for breakfast yesterday. You've been there, right? Uh, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Uh, the, the, the coffee was cold. The, the toast was burned. The eggs were runny. After the meal, the, the waitress came over and asked how everything was. I said, my compliments to the photographer. <laughs> These are the jokes. These are the jokes. Right. Scott These said are that. The jokes. Scott said that. I didn't say These that. are the Scott jokes. I know. That. I know. I can't. I, I'm, I'm my own worst You're a brave enemy. man, Scott. You're a brave man. <laughs> That joke is as old as rope, but I love it. I can't help myself. Well, listen, our our distinguished guest, if she's still here, that is, our distinguished guest is about to join us. Uh, you know, Wendy, Wendy Moten is, is a, uh, an amazing uh, vocalist and composer, having worked with Stevie Wonder, Julio Iglesias, Michael Bolton, Martina McBride, Vince Gill, Tim McGraw, and Faith Hill, just to name a few. But uh, most of you will probably recognize Wendy from her appearances on The Voice, where she electrified millions, including Greg and I, with her tasteful renditions, her perfect pitch, and a range, a range that would make Mariah Carey blush, in my opinion. Uh, she has enjoyed international recording success with Come In Out of the Rain, which we heard at the top of the show. And uh, I just want to tell you how happy we are and excited to have you joining us, Wendy. Uh, how are you, friend? Hello, guys. I'm doing great. Happy New Year to you both, and thank you for enjoy, uh, you know inviting me to the show today. 
Well, it, it, the pleasure is ours, uh, to be sure. I feel like I'm uh, playing playing catch here with Dan Marino. Uh, you are a genuine, genuine uh, star on, on so many levels. And, uh, boy, did you prove that week in and week out with, with your work uh, on The Voice and elsewhere. Uh, you've been doing this for years and years and years. Uh, so from church choir in Memphis to the international stage uh, to recording artists to you know, a beloved contestant appearing uh, in the living rooms of 20 million homes. Uh, what, what, a, what a journey. That, that must be daunting when you hear that. I mean, I don't imagine you can allow yourself to think about it when you're, when you're doing it, right? Yeah. No, because you're just trying to stay in the game. You know, uh, COVID right. shut everything right. down, and we all had to start over. So I was ready to be That's right. a solo artist again, and I needed exposure, so I needed television. And when the voice said yes, I'm like, okay, this is the road is supposed to go on. And I went yeah. out there to, you know, see if I could, but I also wanted to touch people's hearts through songs too. Yeah, well, your music does that. I, I told you off air, I think I bought 35 of your recordings, and I encourage <laughs> our audience to do the same thing. Uh, I can't stop. I'm, I'm like a runaway train. <laughs> Uh, each each one touches me uh, in some way or another. You, you've got a voice that is that I'm that I'm wired to receive. I'll tell you, and I think a lot of people, oh uh, if they give it a chance, they're going to feel that way too. So you know, people uh, sh- shower you with with superlatives and have, I'm sure, for for a long time. Uh, but but I know it doesn't come easy. I know uh, you work hard at it, like any vocalist does. Um, talk a little bit. Uh, about come in out of the rain. I know that was a big hit for you. Maybe, maybe, uh, uh, maybe was that the first big thing that happened for you? I know it, it was, was very well received. It, mm-hmm. Go ahead. It, it was the the first thing that really set my career on a great path. Uh, it played in a couple of different demographics, and from that, I was able to open up uh, for Michael Bolton for a couple of months uh, on his tour. Yes. He was playing arenas. But, you know, it was during the Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey era, and if you could belt out those kind of notes and have that, you know, pretty tone, because all it is is Dionne Warwick with a beat, <laughs> the 90s. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and that was just Good the stuff. era. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm so glad I had that amazing opportunity to have a song like Coming Out of the Rain. But uh, it started the journey that I've been on thus far. Yeah, totally. No, I think it's it's all a series of steps, right? And they're all connected in, in yeah. some way, shape, or form. And, uh, boy, that's a great song. I mean, I've heard it several times now, but uh, it's just such a such an opportunity for you to stretch out and really show your stuff, which you do. Yeah. But big in uh, certain demographics, as you say, I, I think it was uh, well-received in the U.K. and Iceland and elsewhere abroad. Uh, I, I wonder... Since you've had occasion to, and Greg and I have talked a little bit about this, uh, jazz players uh, often end up finding uh, more receptive audiences internationally uh, than they do mm-hmm. right here. Uh, do you find that as well? I mean, it's, it's different. I, I bet you'd agree. Yeah, I do agree. I have to tell you that it, the international market kept me going after everything yeah. kind of stopped in the United States. It was the other markets that kept me going, kept my music going until I could, you know, make, you know, that 180 turn back, you know. But yes. uh, the international market kept my music going because America, you know, there's – but now this is before globalization. So, you know, yes. it would take a little time for music to get places. Now it's instantaneous. 
So people like have very short attention spans, so they're they're on something new after the first minute. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. That's fast. a fact. No, it didn't used to work that fast. And I was able to, you know, reap some of the benefits of it taking some time. And then those markets opened up after American market and kept me going. So yeah, yes. it's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, it, it breaks my heart sometimes. Uh, you know, when I see really good players, particularly in the, you know, jazz proper genre, yeah. you know, playing joints, playing small, little small places, uh, to, you know, sort of lukewarm audiences and these guys are laying down some really great stuff and they just, you know, it's just, uh, you know, just not uh, not getting the applause and the accolades that it should. But maybe, maybe yeah. with all the swirl of streaming services and, you know, I, I always uh, uh, am comforted by the fact that, you know, we've got a hundred, over a hundred years of recorded music and if people are curious, you know, they can find yeah. out what's out there. Uh, very easily, and and if they uh, will only be you know curious enough to to seek it out, I think they'll they'll develop a nice rounded ear. Is is my hope. Now, um, yeah, as a backup uh, artist, so to speak, uh, what, uh-huh. what were the lessons uh-huh. that were learned in 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 those years? Uh, may I ask? Because I know you worked with uh, yeah. Julio and uh, and others. So if you could speak to that, I'd, I'd be interested. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, when my uh, solo career started to dissipate a little bit, I had to find out a way to eat. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. um, I guess I'll be a background singer till I can make my way back to the front. But Julio Iglesias was looking for a duet partner, and he mm-hmm. had heard about me. And so uh, I figured, okay, I'm a recording artist. Stay here for a couple of months. I'll learn some something great and I'll take some more and add it to my arsenal because he's one of the greatest living singers in music history. So I'm sure there's stuff yep. that I could learn. And I had not planned on staying there so long, but I ended up being there 15 years singing in wow. four languages. And because he used to record Jeez. in five languages. So, uh, so I was there learning. I love history. So I was able to travel and see history and go to all the museums all over the world multiple times. And so I, it was like a great place to hide until I could figure out uh, my next move. I didn't know it was going to take 15 yeah. years, but it was right. an amazing experience. And But then I still wasn't sure what I wanted to do, so all these other opportunities, the phones just kept ringing, the Tim and Faith, big tours, the Vince Gill, the Martin yeah. McBride. So I would do these things until I could really figure out my path. Was sure. A great place now, to, were you in that? You know, were you in Nashville by then, uh, Wendy? Oh yeah, I was in Nashville when I uh-huh. found Julio, and then uh, all these other t- background singing tours started to pop up, mm-hmm. and I yeah. enjoyed doing them because I was learning along the way. The whole idea is to add more to my arsenal, so I was, you know, it was a pleasure to cross so many genres and add those things that I love the most. To my my arsenal yes. of things, so I was yes. growing. I was getting paid to getting paid to grow, getting paid to learn. How I, that's how. I yeah, do. that's such a great way to look at it. Each each uh, experience showing you a new set of things that uh, could conceivably be useful to you. Uh, were I think there's an obvious argument that you picked up things uh, that that have empowered you to this day. And uh, God, who only who can even guess what's next for you? I I, I can see a <laughs> 
uh, big venues and filled venues at that uh, there to see you as a headliner, and that certainly is our hope for you uh, as, as we consider the, the years ahead. Uh, I, I, I definitely can see that. Uh, I was going to uh, make an observation. I, I know as um, – you know, as I looked at uh, some of the, the video footage of you, uh, I couldn't help but notice when you uh, perform, there is a, there's an ease in your eyes as if to say, uh, you know, I'm glad you're digging it. Uh, I'm, I'm humbled by your belief in my work. And, uh, oh, yeah, I know. I know it's good, uh, but in a really good way. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, tell you, I, I tell you where I first saw it. Uh, and, and I'm not trying to transition away from uh, what you've done yeah. to, to the voice because I know everybody wants to talk about your voice experiences, but uh, I really saw it uh, in your eyes during your battle with uh, with Manny. Uh, Man, poor Manny. Uh, Manny Keith ran into a buzzsaw, didn't he? Yes. Bless his I heart. decapitated. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you flipped him like a whopper. Let me just tell you. Uh, he. he, he, he he was, he was, uh, but you, you were very tasteful about it. I thought the two of you, yeah. uh, you know, were very cordial and uh, right, right up to the point, right up to the point where, where you were, you were mic to mic with him at one point. And I've studied this and, and you belted yeah. out a note. You belted out a note that I swear to God knocked him back five <laughs> feet. Do, do you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. There was, yes. 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 It was one moment where there was a simple note. It was just bam, and it was like he was attached to a to a, a bungee cord. Uh, he he flew back. It seemed it seemed to me. <laughs> but I mean, uh, it was a competition, yeah, those, right? It was a competition. It's a competition. It, but I, as I say, I, I saw this. There was never a doubt in my mind that you were you were gonna you were gonna win that. And in a runaway, I mean, if it was a heavyweight fight, they'd have stopped it. But uh, and you had. You had that experience time and time again. Uh, how, how much of a role? I mean, this is all you, but but I know uh, you had a wonderful partner in uh, in Blake Shelton. He he did he help with uh, tunes and arrangements. I mean, to what extent uh, during your time on The Voice was was he uh, uh, useful to you? May I ask? Oh yes. Well, the first song uh, that you do, that's your blind audition song. Nobody has anything to do yep. with that. And maybe uh, the second song, nobody does that. But after you choose a team and you have a coach, then that's when you start to collaborate and figure out you. what's the best next move. Yeah. So after you yep. have a coach, then we talk about it. And, you know, it's a lot, too. I mean, they have an amazing formula of of, of choosing and um, sure. you know but I'm always you know my goal I knew because I've been in the music business 35 years uh, you know on the highest of levels right. and I knew that there were certain songs type of songs that I wanted to sing so I had to be you know I had to have that aerial view of of playing this game yes. and uh, yes. so that's what I used and and boy did you uh, hey let's let's uh, let's let's let our listeners hear uh, one of them uh, that was from that time frame please.
That's how you do that. Greg, what do you think of that, Greg? <laughs> well, that's great. So great. That's great. You know, I'm going I'm to say this. I'm, I'm kind of going back a little bit. But uh, yeah. when you were mentioning uh, the, here in the, the states, like the clubs, uh, the maybe not so full clubs or the plus, whatever, and then the, the, the gigs that you were doing, uh, backdrop, I think all of that is important. I think you, that's especially, uh, you know, going into the clubs, that's a paid rehearsal. That's a, that, that, yes. that's getting paid. Mm. And I mean, you don't mm-hmm. want it to last like that yes. because you won't have yes. a gig long, but, uh, <laughs> the, like going out with, uh, uh, Steely Dan, I mean, just observing and, and back, the, the background singers, I don't even like that word, but oh, they yeah. sounded wonderful. They were yeah. great. They were so important. And and yeah. you observe and observe how to deal with the audience uh, yeah. in a smaller place as opposed to bigger venues. And I'm gonna get to, let this uh, get this back to Scott, but I gotta tell you, Ed, and yeah. I think I know about music, but I think uh, you're as good or better than anything I've ever heard. I mean, I mean just thank I mean, you. Yeah, that's I'm out there today. That. I mean, that's that's out there, you know. Uh, so. Uh, what that, that all those things you did, they were supposed to happen, and uh, yes. the background things that are the backup. Like I said, I don't like that word, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was neither. supposed to happen. That's, you're you're never too prepared for anything. So I think that's great. I think that's, that's thank wonderful. you. You know, yep. I use yep. every opportunity to grow because I was so fortunate my whole life. All I know is rehearsal. That's all I've ever. Done. I don't even remember playing as a kid. <laughs> I just remember rehearsing and performing and traveling. That's all I know. And I've just been blessed to be around the most iconic artists in music history, including an all-star band with Billy Preston in it, Randy Bachman, Lou Graham. Mm-hmm. That's where my beginning started. And, and right. I was the girl, you know. I was So it's like I've been blessed my whole career. And I always, you know, I never took it for granted, but I always chose to learn something new. Every time, yeah. Well, well you, sound, you sound tremendous, and uh, thank all you. Those yeah, experiences no you had uh, that you have and that you had uh, added to yeah. your sound. I, uh, it had to, so I think it's great. So I thank fed you. my team. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> well, don't stop, Greg. Now I, I I think we both see that you saw value in every step along the way, and. Uh, overcame adversity too. I mean, I don't want to dwell on the the uh, the, the the fall, Wendy, but uh, yeah. bless your heart, uh, it, it, you <laughs> had that happen on a on a big old stage, and uh, it, I'm sure there were some some. I mean, you performed, uh, had to perform uh, your your best stuff uh, with you know your elbow and your your wrist in a cast, if I have it right. Uh, so talk about yeah. that a little bit, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, so, you know, okay, I, you know, don't mind telling my age. I love telling my age because it took this long to be great in my mind. I've worked hard, and I had turned 57 57 on the show, and the next day I fell over Blake's monitor. And, you know, I was so happy when I was down that my head didn't slam into that floor. But I couldn't see that my elbow was broken. But I was so relieved that my life wasn't going to change forever. You know, that I didn't slam my head into that floor. That I woke up relieved. I didn't wake up, but I got up relieved. And, yes, I was broken. But 
my pain level stayed at three, and I told them that I wanted to stay on the show. And the producers were like, if you do, we want you to have it, but, you know, don't fall again because we're not responsible. It's like, no problem. But that fall <laughs> yeah. and getting and getting up from that and falling in front of millions of people, like, it didn't faze me at all. I just, I was like, hey, I'll be no. there tomorrow. And, and, and I just, I was thankful that I had that. But I think it's because of all of the experience I had. And that, sure. you know, it did make me feel like my life was over because I fell and broke my elbow in front of me as a people. And for me, it was just like, okay, great. I'm, I'll see you tomorrow. And that taught me something about myself that number one, yes. I got a high tolerance for pain, high tolerance for pain. And number two, <laughs> that, that, Hey, I got over that. It's on now. As far as my solo career being revamped, <laughs> it's on. That's so right. Any kind of doubt in my mind was gone in that moment. Yeah, now you now you got some real skin in the game, and uh, you you took that uh, like everything else as a as an opportunity to to learn and grow from. Uh, it, it, hell, I even saw that you had you had bedazzled <laughs> your your cast and your rap, and you were you were styling, man. It was just great. Yeah, and people. You know, I don't I don't pretend to know what America likes, but I I got to figure mm-hmm. they love that. I mean, here's somebody that uh, you know took a took a fall on on a big stage, and here she is, you yeah. know, all all decked out and uh, and and still singing with everything you had. I just <laughs> thought it was delicious. It was it was wonderful theater and TV, uh, Wendy. That is yeah. a fact. And I'll and I'll say this well, you to know, you. Uh, the, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, I told the producers because they were so worried. I said, listen, the comeback is the story. If I don't come back, it's over. Yes, it for is. So many yes, it is. But I was yes, so blessed is. that the pain level. But I have to tell you, there was two people that called me when I was in the emergency room. It was Vince Gill and this lady named oh. Lady, Leslie Cram. They, she, she runs CMT and country music television. And they oh, both man. call at different times. And Vince was like, yeah. Listen, how are you? I said, I'm broken. Both of my arms are broken. And he was like, well, yeah. you have to stay on the show. I said, what? I can't yes. use my arms. He said, you have to stay on the show. I'm so glad. Because I would have just said, oh, okay, maybe I do need to go home. But when he told me that, yeah. I, I, he made me a believer. And I'm so glad I did. Totally. Totally, totally, totally. I mean, all of America was was rooting for you on, on some level uh, <laughs> anyway, talent-based. But then you throw that into the cooker, uh, Wendy, and and you just you, you, you just had to love that spirit and that uh, uh, stick to itiveness, which uh, which we we love in this country and everywhere. Um, oh yeah, you know Buddhist oh, yeah. Buddhist, Buddhist teachings <laughs> tell us that mm-hmm. to to true to be truly humble, we must take a tumble, and, and I mm-hmm. you know I, you already know that, but uh, but that's yeah. that's that's a, a little lesson, a little life lesson that. Uh, uh, can be extracted from Buddhist principles, but uh, uh, yeah. I digress. Uh, you, you, you were you were a delight to watch, and uh, I, I must uh, confess that I did not see it live. But as I have studied it, there was just such a such an energy and a a, a, a wonderful tension that that arose that that show affords, and uh, I will be uh, I will be a fan of it forevermore. And uh, 
Uh, I was also taken with the with the reaction of the panel judges. I mean, you you would you would move people to to hop up out of their seat, and it looked like they were about ready to burst into tears half the time. And I was just like, if they're feeling that, I mean, uh, I guess it's natural that I feel it, and uh, and, and that was my reaction to it. So, uh, good on you. You know how to touch. You know how to touch the soul. There's there's no question about that. Um, well, hey, shifting gears a little bit, I, I know you you have a you have a real fondness. Uh, Stevie Wonder's music calls to you. Uh, talk a little bit yeah. about uh, your your feelings for dear Stevie. Well, you know, the first music I ever loved and had to study and dissect was Stevie Wonder's songs in the key of life. As a young girl, mm-hmm. I had to memorize. It was so brilliant to me sonically that I I, I learned all the horn parts, all the background parts, all the leads. <laughs> and so Stevie Wonder was, you know, that thing for me. Uh, and so uh, Kirk Whalum, jazz uh, uh, guitar, mm-hmm. I mean, jazz saxophone player, Kirk Whalum uh, was working on a new album, and he was going to do the Stevie Wonder cover, All I Do. And uh, he asked yeah. me to sing it, and I was like, are you sure? Because I hadn't, yeah, I was still singing R&B, and that was R&B, but, you know, in the 90s, R&B became smooth jazz. So, uh, That's right, yeah. He, yeah. He, he, you know, so he asked me if I wanted to sing it. <laughs> I said, of course. And that was literally my first time ever trying to sing or record or put there forever a Stevie Wonder song. That was the first time in my life. Yeah. And uh, it was yeah. a great challenge because, you know, it's Stevie. Some songs don't even need to be recorded yeah. when they're so great. <laughs> it was <true>. that. <laughs> They're that good. They stand all by themselves, and, and, right. and then your one your wonderful rendition uh, of them. And you had some you had some real players around you. It sounds like too. Oh, yeah. uh, Wendy, let's let's play one. Let our let our audience hear this. All
<laughs> Greg, I hear a little flutter of the B3 in there, I think. Not positive, but I think. Um, and I just <laughs> love that tag at the end. I never get tired of it. You could you could play that for 48 hours. I'd listen. <laughs> just so great. I love it. Uh, wh- Stevie Wonder's Wonderful. Ass. Ass. I love that song. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Such a good tune. And, and you mentioned songs in the key of life. I mean, that was one of those records that uh, you had to have. When I was in school, man, you, you didn't have that one. You, 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 were, missing, you were missing out on, on uh, something very cool. Uh, so we, we share an affection for, for dear Stevie. And, uh, you know, I just, just hope he, he goes on and on and on forever. We, we, uh, we have a love for another composer too. Uh, Richard Richard Whiting uh, contributed greatly to the Great American Songbook, uh, and, and, and in his own right, wrote a lot of wonderful songs. A couple of which we're gonna we're gonna spend for our listeners. But uh, for those not you know fluent in his work, uh, ain't we got fun? I know you've heard of that on the Good Ship Lollipop. Uh, hooray for Hollywood! Uh, too marvelous for words, and he. Wrote with the Who's Who. I mean, he composed with uh, Hammerstein and uh, Mercer and all the greats, and uh, he really produced some some wonderful stuff. I wonder if I could get your opinion. It always interests me. Uh, our show is kind of built around, uh, you know, growing artists' careers, helping them in any way that we can, and uh, also, you know, furthering. Uh, it, it, making safe, I guess I could put it that way, the uh, Great American Songbook, which I feel like sometimes is, you know, uh, 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 losing some stature. I mean, I know some people are covering these songs, but uh, it just feels like, uh, you know, there's less and less of that. And uh, people may forget if we're not careful. Uh, what does the Great American Songbook mean to you, Wendy? Well, it's uh, to me, it's a, a lot of uh, ethnic foundation of American music. Yep. It's one of the foundations of American music. And, um, you know, I don't know enough about it, but I know that it's one of the foundations and that we are today based on those things from yesterday. Yes, yes. No question. It was uh, such a prolific period uh compositionally speaking i mean you had a yes. uh, a confluence of really good um uh, writers of music and and writers of lyrics and and they were often um you know not too proud to to collaborate and uh, you know put their heads together and they just produced during the the you know 20s 30s 40s and uh, even into yeah. the 50s uh, a lot of the songs that uh, you know people Sinatra did a bunch of them Nat King Cole did a bunch of them and and you uh <laughs> in fact uh, did did some of them too uh, Richard Whiting's good work yeah. and we're going to play those here in a second but uh you know I I really think it's important that uh you know we we recognize the the value yeah. of those songs lest they be be lost to uh you know, other things. I mean, we're all so busy, uh, you know, living our lives that uh, sometimes it's hard to, you know, slow down and appreciate what's already in the can, so to speak. But a couple of really good ones you chose. Uh, th- did you have any influence over which of these songs uh, were, were recorded on uh, that album? Absolutely. Uh, the family, the Richard Whiting Foundation, they uh, commissioned me to do this record, and they had Paul Brown, the jazz producer producing oh man 
And we kind of we just went through you know a lot of songs and came up with our top ten. And yes. these what you know this these were you know what ended up I ended up recording. And uh, I have to tell you that my love for music started with television. Did so it. I grew Did up it. watching TV, you know, and that's where my love Perry Mason. Uh, you know, uh, Twilight Zone, uh, memorizing. That's where my first ear training came from. Television theme song. <laughs> that is so cool. Theme songs. Uh, yes, there were some real beauties too. And the, you, you know, once you started humming them, I mean, you, you were stuck with it all day, right? They were, yeah, they were sophisticated. They were sophisticated. They were. They were, and they told the story. You know, they they've set up. Uh, yes, there there's some wonderful. Uh, uh, writing and those those theme songs that you mentioned, and um, you know you can find you can find great music everywhere if if your ear is kind of kind of uh, tuned in to to hear it. Um, and, yeah. and I find that people, maybe like the three of us and a lot of our listeners, uh, I I'm deeply touched by it. I mean I can go into a, a store. Greg, you have this experience too. You've mentioned. Uh, you'll go into a store and there'll be something you know that really swings and catches your ear, and uh, and I will linger. I will buy things I shouldn't buy, uh, and and it works. It works the other way too. If there's something you know what I think is a little lame playing, I mean it'll run me right out of there. Uh, so you know I I see it as a I see it. I'm happy that I'm touched by it because I, I have the capability of really you know finding potentially finding uh, joy. Uh, almost everywhere, really, if you think about it. Um, it, it. What I'd like to do is play play a couple of them here. I'm going to play a couple in a row. Uh, so, Wendy, uh, cozy up here, a uh, good time for yeah. a cup of coffee or something. But we're going to play Miss <laughs> Brown uh, to you, and we're going to play uh, I Want to Go Places and Do Things, uh, two of them that you guys are going to love. This is from the uh, Richard Whiting collection as covered by uh, our good friend Wendy Moten.
was so fun. That made my toe go all wiggly. Greg, what do you think of that one? Grease, grease, grease. Scott, you know about grease? That's grease. Grease. Well, what's grease? What's grease? Grease, grease. Just her, her phrasing, and just thank you. You just got to know grease. There you go. I I learned a new one. I learned a new one. Uh, For a long time, uh, we did a we did a, a part of a show called. Uh, Hepcat lingo, uh, Wendy. Uh, yeah. Greg would try to, Greg would try to arm me with, uh, you know, the meanings of some of this uh, band lingo that you hear between sets, and I was always <laughs> on the outside looking in. But Greece, I'm going to tuck that one away. I got it. I got it. Uh, yeah. now, uh, Wendy, 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 don't, don't, don't <laughs> yes. let Wendy, don't let Scott fool you. He he knows more than he's letting on. So don't let Scott I know fool he you. does. Now both of you are uh, very aware. Well, I, uh, listen, I, I'm, I'm holding on by a thread here. Uh, I, I wondered, uh, it, 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 did you get the whistling credit on Miss Brown by chance? Uh, did they give you credit oh, for yeah, that, that or was like, that? I, I don't know if we mentioned it or not, but that was like a spontaneous thing that I did, and that was like it okay, was. I don't even know I could whistle. Yeah, it was spontaneous. Uh, <laughs> you even whistle better than me. You even whistle better. Uh, than when me. I got Scott, Scott, when I got to tell you something. Uh, I'm, I'm glad my wife is, is, is not listening at this moment because I'm 63 years old and I get teased everywhere I go because I do not know how to whistle. I never learned, yeah. not a little bit. If I had to save my yeah. life whistling, oh, I would not be living today. Uh, so when I, heard I her whistle, when I heard her whistle, I almost just disconnected. I just, I want to hang up. <laughs> She can whistle. I mean, I cannot whistle. And she can whistle, my too. Life. Damn. Well, you know, <laughs> like I didn't a, even know that I could. I couldn't even know yeah, I could. Yeah, you did. It was like, I need something you to did. happen in this moment. And I yeah. oh, okay, yeah. I'll just do that. Uh, uh, yeah, this this thing makes noise right here. I can blow air through it. Uh, totally. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it fit, and, and you can, you can, now that you mentioned it, you could, you could almost feel the spontaneity of it. And, uh, yeah, you, you followed your instincts, which are – Yes. Uh, for, to my taste, oh, you're always right. I mean, I haven't heard you miss yet. Um, so yeah, listen, I can. I, I think you've got. Uh, you pick ten. I bet there's ten more. I can see. I would love to see a volume two. I would buy it. I would be the first in line to buy it up if you did another uh, <laughs> ten from uh, his catalog or maybe uh, even some others from the Great American Songbook. Um, it is. Yeah. It is loaded. It is ripe with. Uh, wonderful content and uh in your capable hands wendy i think you'd find a huge audience uh you know others Thank have you. i mean you've had uh, you got diana crawl and you got harry connick yeah. and you got uh other friends of this show uh that that are that are doing that and that alone and they're they're catching on man they are absolutely uh, okay. not that you need my help and advice but uh, I think uh, you bring something extra special with your uh, wonderful vocal ability. Now, I'm going to shift gears here. You, you As you moved yeah. to uh, Nashville, as you set up in Nashville uh, some time ago, years ago, uh, I know you're not there now, but I – but I know uh, I, it seems as though you were you were pretty welcomed into the musical community. Do, do I have it right? Yeah, you got it right. And I'm still here. I'm still in Nashville. I've been here 20 years. You are years. still in Nashville. Okay. And, oh, yeah. Uh, still in Nashville. And thanks to Vince Gill, uh, you know, I met him in 2016. And uh, and I said, okay, I got to learn how to sing country music for real. And because uh-huh. I was touring with him. And uh, 
And yeah. so I always do research anyway. I always do research, and I researched the women of country in their 60s, from the 60s and 70s. And I said, if I can, because, you know, they don't smile when they sing. They didn't smile. And um, <laughs> I said, if I, can, if I can do that and sing Vince Gill songs the way that he, he uh, needs to hear them, I'll always have a gig. But then I had this idea to do a project, and he said, I'll produce it for you. And so a traditional country <laughs> song. Yes, yes. And boy, did you get a good result on that record. I've got you covered is the name of it. Uh, and uh, and, and we, we, we are blessed with the presence of the 11th time jumper here. I think uh, he, he declared right. you uh, he declared you one of the, the 11th in, in, the, in the series. It's like being the fifth Beatle. Yeah. Uh, you, you, yeah. And you played with him, too, Billy Pratt. I mean, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, all of these, all of these wonderful accolades. Uh, I'll tell you a quick Vince, Vince Gill story, if, if you'll indulge me. He, he somebody yeah. had an extra ticket, and, and they said, "Hey, do you want to go? Want to go see Vince Gill?" And I was like, "I don't know, May, yeah, oh, okay." And I and I went uh, reluctantly, not knowing any of his music. And I'm telling you, I I came out of that show. It was in a pretty good sized venue, but he touched me. Yeah. And uh, I mean, his voice is just it's something very special, like your own. Mm-hmm. And you two together uh, are, are just a rich and delightful experience. And uh, he's such a good guy, from what I could from what I could yeah, gather in my he reading. Is. Um, and 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 t- tell the story of how that record came together, if you wouldn't mind, Wendy. Well, you know, I have been touring with him for two years now, and I was ready to uh, become a solo artist again. And I didn't know what I was going to record. But then, after touring with him, I started thinking about Ray Charles and that Ray Charles country record. That's, that's what I'll do mm-hmm. is I'll pay tribute mm-hmm. to country music. It's still me because the Ray Charles record, he still sounds like Ray Charles. It's just, he chose country yeah. songs. And sure. so I said, okay, that's it. That's it. And I told Vince about it. And he was like, well, you know, I'll help you choose the song. And I'm like, okay, great. Mm. So um, after about three hours of listening to songs, cause I thought he was only going to give me an hour. After three hours of listening, I finally was like, are you going to produce this thing or what? Like, you know, I was, <laughs> and mind you, in those hours, I was trying to figure out how am I going to ask him to produce this? And he was like, yeah, yeah I'll right. produce it and you won't even have to charge me. I said, great, because I can't afford you anyway. So <laughs> that's how it, how it yeah. came to be. So, so you guys picked these these wonderful songs, and we're going to hear one here in a second. But uh, uh, really good choices, not a not a clinker on the record. And I want to encourage people to go out and buy it up. I've got you covered, is what it's called. Uh, produced by uh, Vince Gill, performed on the record as well, along with you and a, and a couple of them. Uh, and I just uh, I know people are going to enjoy uh, one that we is called "Going Away Party." I think I think this is an old Bob Wills song, isn't it? Didn't he have a hand yes. in the lyrics? Or yeah, so yes. it's the old Texas the old Texas Playboys. You can almost hear them in the background. Yes. Let's give it a spin. <laughs>
Chug, chug, chug. Oh, my God. If you don't like that, I, I don't think we can really be friends. I tell you, that is just a delight. Uh, talk a little bit about that band. My my gut feeling is that that's uh, pretty much a who's who in Nashville Cats. Am I right? Oh, totally. Oh, totally. You had Vince Gill on. You got Paul Franklin playing, uh, you know, steel guitar, one of the most recorded pedal steel players in history. You got... Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, William Bitt. I mean, so he, he, you know, we chose, he chose the songs the day of the session. Because all those songs we listened to when we were at his house, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't do any of those. So he chose the songs the day of yeah. the session that we ended up recording. And he, we, we did it at his house and he chose all the players and everything. So he just had a great yeah. vision for it. And I'm glad, you know. Yes, boy, what a what a result! I mean, my goodness, he's got a little starter home just outside of Nashville, right? Little little two bedroom, two bath uh, place. I understand. <laughs> yeah, Vince. I, I hear it's a, I hear it's a, like it's like the it's like the Mar a Lago of Nashville. I understand. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, now he's got he's got a nice spot. He and Amy Grant, you know, they work together well. Yeah. They work. They've been married now for twenty years, so you know. Yeah. But I love. Yeah, he's a great guy, and I, I tell you, I, I didn't tell one part of my Vince Bill, Vince Gill story, but I saw him. He, you know, he used to play uh, festivals, bluegrass festivals, back in the seventies, and I, I remember him from a festival I went to in North Carolina, and he was playing mandolin and guitar and singing, and I said, "This guy's really good." And then years later, he bubbled up on something, probably the Grand Old Opry. And I said, I know that face. I remember seeing that guy at this little, uh, little small bluegrass festival. And uh, yeah, he's got, he's got deep roots in the music for sure. Uh, oh yeah. You, you would, you would, you, you would know better than me. But uh, you, 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 you partnered up with a great one, and I can see you guys as being a, a really potent tandem for for years and years to come. Would be yeah. my hope for both of you. I want to uh, about to finish up here. I, I, it's to your your time. You've been very generous today. Uh, Overton High School in Memphis. Uh, you attended. Uh, have 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 you been back to any of your reunions? I wonder. I have not been able to make any reunions. It's so unfortunate because every time there was a reunion, I was on a tour or something, anything. Yes. But I go home often, and I used to, you know, go to the school quite often and participate. Yeah. Uh, and different ventures, but I have missed every. Uh, I missed all of them. I'm really upset. Over yeah, well, them. yeah. You 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 give up some things for other things, but boy, I think you would you would really get the treatment. I bet they bet they throw out the red carpet <laughs> for you. I can't imagine anybody Trump Trumping you. You you uh, you could have great fun. They probably make you sing though. You might have to sing. Uh, I don't, might even make no, you because whisper. everybody huh? knows. Everybody know knows, like, when I'm home, I never sing. I never sing at all. I never. You don't. You I just don't. like to enjoy it. I like to enjoy everybody else around me. Yeah. Well, there's great joy in your game. I mean, you, you, uh, it, it comes out of every pore. And uh, I just want to encourage, encourage again people, our listeners, to, to buy up your good works. Talk, talk a little bit about uh, products and projects and performances yeah. that are coming up for you. What's in the cooker, may, may we ask? The cooker is ass. You played ass. That's released right now. Uh, yeah. I am going to work on a new project starting uh, the next two weeks. And, you know, I consider myself a Linda Ronstadt because I, I realize I don't like just one genre, and I'm I'm finally okay with it. And now this is a world yeah. of singles. Singles are back again. So my next project is going to have right. all the stuff that I love. And, um, I'm just not going to worry about trying to pigeonhole myself. Uh, I'm playing Carnegie Hall in a few weeks for a special event. And wow. uh, I'm going to open up, uh, open up Blake Shelton's new restaurant in Vegas on the 19th. So you will. Carnegie Hall is the 26th. And so there's like a little, you know, one-off things that happen like that. And once I finish the project, yes. I'm going to be, I want to go on a tour and just perform beautiful music. Yeah, well, you're doing that, and you're making the world a better place, Wendy Moden. Uh, tell us how we can get Thank to you, your Scott. works. Uh, what your 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 website uh, is? Uh, uh, what yeah. again? My website is Wendy Moten W E N D Y M O T E N dot com, and I'm on all the social media: Instagram, you know, Twitter. Your Twitter, you like saying that? Uh, all I'm all the social media. You can just find me by my name. Please reach out. Please yep. say hello. Uh, please, hey, 
stream, download some of the music. I hope you enjoy it. Um, and I'm just thankful that I've, you gave me this time today. I really appreciate it, Scott Gray. Well, Thank uh, you. like I said, the pleasure pleasure has been ours, and uh, we've been in the company totally, of greatness, Greg. Totally, uh, totally is the case. Uh, I sense, I truly believe this. I, I see, I see big venues for you filled as a headliner and. Uh, for whatever it's worth, these these airwaves are yours now. You're part of our extended and dysfunctional little family. I'm speaking on behalf thank of Greg, you. but uh, uh, thank, thank you, you for being a part of it, Wendy. Uh, keep keep swinging, won't you, new friend? Keep whistling, won't you? Okay, keep I will. Working on that whistle. Thank you, and I'll <laughs> and I'll be thinking about Greg every time. Every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please do, because I don't Maybe know. How can, do. Maybe you, you can show me one day. <laughs> Could you give Greg whistling lessons? That'd be a that'd be a real nice no. thing. Oh my gosh, that was such a fluky thing. I don't even know if I can do it today. But thank you so much for uh, yeah, your time our, today. Our, I appreciate our, it. Our pleasure. A great and safe Happy New Year to you, Wendy. All the very Happy best. New Year. Thank you. <laughs> there she goes. There thank she you. goes, Greg. What a what a treat, huh? I mean, yeah, she's just great. the real yeah, deal. That was really great. That it factor, and she's so approachable. I mean, she's she's like a, a titan to me. I mean, I, I I place such high regard in what she can do, and and the same with you, man. I just am so amazed as oh. a, as a as a as a non-player and a non-singer, but one who knows just enough to know he ain't no good. Um, I can appreciate the hell out of it, and I do, man. I surely do. Well, well hey, listen, I know you. I we know can't you do it on the road. Yeah, well, you, 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 uh, you, you've been a good, you. been a good friend, and I know, I know, I can count on you, man. You're just, a, you're just a delight. Um, hey, let's take a real quick break. We'll catch our breath, and we'll, and we'll do a, a flashback and jazz, and uh, let you get on the road. I know you've got a gig here in a few minutes, so uh, stay listening, folks. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Stay tuned. If you dig what you're hearing, friends, why not pick up some Jazz Mill and Soul Message Band merchandise? High-quality mugs and tees that are certain to make you the happiest cat around. Just take out your phone, ease on over to thejazzmill.net, click on the swag tab, and get your order down. It's quick, it's simple, it's safe, and your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed. For some sales, help jazz musicians against cancer at the Multiple Sclerosis Association of America and the ASPCA. Welcome back for more great music and lively discussion on the Jazz Mill with your host, Scott Henderson. Greg, jazz flashback. Uh, you always take a look back at the history of this great genre and uh, tell us what happened uh, uh, as we look back at uh, the, the wonderful artists that came before. Uh, what do you have for us today, friend? Okay. Uh, trumpeter Frankie Newton was born in uh, 1906 in Emory, Virginia. And uh, the great uh, saxophonist Frank West was born in 1922 in Kansas City, Missouri. And uh, back on this day, Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie recorded What's the oh, Matter wow. Now with vocals. Yeah. Now, you'll like his name, Scott. You'll like his name. His name is Rubberlegs Williams. Rubberlegs <laughs> Williams. Oh, Rubberlegs. 
<laughs> how great is that? Uh, that is a great nickname, man. Outside. I wonder how he got the name. I wonder if there's any, 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 any. Uh, I'm gonna try to find out how he. <laughs> Can you put a pen yeah, on that? Let's get back that. to that next week. Yeah, I'm gonna try to find uh, out. Well, yeah, old rubber leg. There's got to be a story there, don't you think? Well, hey, Greg, yeah, thank you, man, for 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 uh, your your important role in all of this, making our little show uh, one of the fastest growing on the Blog Talk Network. It's guests like Wendy Moten uh, that make that possible. Uh, it makes uh, it interesting for for you to tune in and uh, hear what's going on in the world of some of these uh, wonderfully talented artists. Um, Remember, folks, good jazz can heal the wounds that medicine can't begin to touch. So much love. We'll play one more from uh, Wendy Moten. Uh, I think you'll recognize this one, Ode to Billy Joe. Thanks, as always, folks, for listening. Take good care. Thank you.
Thompson. They bought a store in Tubalo. 